welcome to Women's Wisdom Wednesdays, where we come together every Wednesday to empower women just like you, foster connections, and thrive on our journey of surviving womanhood. I'm Casey Conrad, well-being specialist and whole life coach, and my amazing co-host. Hi, I'm Bianca Cockton. I'm a business mindset coach. Thank you. Today, we have an extraordinary guest joining us. Her name is Marcia McLeod, and she has an incredible story to share. But before we introduce her, let's take a moment to address you, our amazing audience. Today holds extra significance as we celebrate our 24th episode, marking the conclusion of the second season of Women's Wisdom Wednesdays. So let's give ourselves a round of applause. We are so proud and we want to extend our heartfelt gratitude to each of you for your unwavering support and for being an essential part of the thriving womanhood community. We want to remind you to visit our website at www.survivingwomanhood.com where you can find valuable resources, connect with other women, and stay updated on our upcoming episodes, webinars, workshops, and retreats. And we have a very special webinar coming up and a workshop to follow. So please stay tuned. Go to our website for more details. We encourage you to actively participate by asking questions and adding your comments. If you have a story to share, we would love to hear it. This is a safe space for us to learn and grow together. We'd also like to ask you to share your favorite episodes of Women's Wisdom Wednesdays. You never know who out there needs to hear these inspiring stories. Now, let's meet Marcia. Marcia is a self-confidence and human design coach. She is passionate, dedicated, and someone who's on a mission to inspire ambitious women. You know who you are. All of us, I'm thinking, right? To have more clarity, direction, embrace flow, and supercharge your self-confidence through the science of differentiation, human design, which is a tool that unveils the intricacies of individualities. Doesn't that sound amazing? Something that we could all use. So, Marcia, we're privileged to have you here with us today. And we are sure that your journey will serve as an inspiration to so many women out there. So let's begin with our first question. Can you please share with us some of the challenges you've encountered during your life's journey and how you've managed to move through these ups and downs 
concerns and challenges to find the independent life and success that so many of us are looking for. First of all, thank you very much for having me on today, um, Bianca and Casey. It's an honor to be able to, you know, share my story and hopefully by doing that, it will inspire someone to know that they also can, you know, get to a point of self-confidence. Um, so how did I get here? Great question. I am someone who is a first generation black British woman. So my parents um, moved to the UK in the mid sixties from Jamaica. And, um, you know, growing up um, as first generation, you know, I was very different to my peers. Um, you know, my parents had very strong cultural um, values, um, which I guess through the years, heavily influenced, you know, who, who, who I am or who I was, especially at that time. Um, this is important because of course, as I grew up and went on into my adult years and of course did certain things, I realized now, as I've got to this point, that a lot of that, um, was due to the influence that, that, that I had at a very young age. So kind of living my life in a way that I thought I should versus doing what I actually innately wanted to do. Um, and so, yep, yeah, I was, uh, you know, went to school, studied subjects that my parents told me to, to study, um, you know, went on to university, um, also pursued subjects that weren't necessarily um, what I was passionate about, but I thought it was the right thing to do. Um, and at the age of 21, I actually fell pregnant with my, my first daughter. So again, being raised by uh, a family where, you know, marriage and, and these sorts of things were very important. You can imagine that having a child out of wedlock and being so young wasn't something that was, uh, you know, really something that they, they, they were proud of, you know, but ha having said that they were very supportive of me, um, but then that raised a lot of questions for me uh, about myself, you know, now that I'm a single mom, am I, you know, the, the belief that, you know, I was tarnished goods, nobody would want me, you know, that those kind of um, beliefs were definitely there. Um, I did eventually meet a wonderful man um, who um, I ended up marrying um, and eventually moved to the UAE. Um, now, again, you know, I was married for 17, almost 18 years. I, I went on to have two more children. Um, and, and for all intents and purposes, you know, it was a very normal marriage, a very normal life. Um, on the outside, everything seemingly was, was fine. But during that period of time, there were moments where I questioned a lot of things. I questioned, you know, why don't I feel fulfilled? Why don't I feel this happiness and joy that I'm supposed to feel? You know, when I have a husband, I have a job, I, I live abroad, um, you know, I ticked all the societal boxes, really, but something for me was still missing. Um, and I would often feel like something was wrong with me because I didn't seem to, it, I didn't, I wasn't aligned with what everybody else was saying, you know, well, surely what's the problem, Marcia? You know, you, you, I mean, Life is good, right? 
So I struggled through my marriage um, because I was questioning myself a lot. Um, and as you can imagine, uh, being raised by a family again, where you don't really, you don't really question these things. You, you, this is what it is and you, you just go along with it. So, um, I think I got to sort of 2014 and, um, I was really struggling to be honest. Um, you know, I, I had a good job, you know, my kids were going to school. Um, but I reached a point where I felt like there, there just has to be more than this. I, I can't surely just be here on this earth just for this purpose. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I, I actually did end up in a very sort of depressive state. Um, one where I would say for three months, I, I really didn't. I didn't leave my bed. I, I was kind of functioning. So I was wake up in the morning, get my children ready for school. They would go off and then I would climb back into my bed and I would literally just be there for the entire day. Um, and as I said, this went on for about sort of three to four months. Um, and of course my, my husband at the time could see that, um, he didn't really know how to deal with that. Um, and I also felt like part of it was I needed to, I needed to come out of the, the social constructs of marriage because I felt like that was kind of hindering me as well, um, me as a person. Um, so we did eventually get divorced, um, I think 2016. Um, but in this, in this process of me feeling this way and feeling very low, I actually went on a kind of deep dive into myself, you know, why, why is this? Um, why am I constantly feeling like something is missing? Um, and I, and I, you know, at this point got into meditation. I also became a Reiki practitioner. I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of, um, studying. Um, I, I was constantly searching for the answer, right? Um, now, I, I stumbled across, because as a lot of things that come into my life, I stumbled across human design and this was a much later period. So I want to say about two years ago now. Um, but what I will say is that historically, even as far back as I can remember, I've always been someone that's naturally mentored other people. People have always been drawn to me. They will always come to me. They will always share with me, um, you know, things that were going on, things that were challenging. So even though I had my own challenges, I was always very open to supporting other people. Um, and so when I was going through this, um, yeah, this, this, this journey of looking in, I feel like even though it was unconscious, I was actually inspiring other people. Um, I was sharing what was going on at the time and, you know, other women were sort of saying to me, well, wow, like, how are you able to still smile and navigate these challenges um and you know we find you really yeah like it's it's inspiring and and, and just to be clear i'm not advocating that anyone you know leave their marriage or, or or that's not what i'm saying i'm i'm actually saying that if we find ourselves in a situation where something doesn't feel aligned then there's probably a reason for that um and i, I just want to i want to reiterate something here so what you're saying is that was the best decision for you, absolutely. not necessarily the best decision no. for someone no. else. 
no, because that, that's that's definitely not what I'm, you know, saying. I feel like as individuals, we have to understand that it's okay for us as women to question how we feel, right? You know, if 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 things are feeling off balance, we don't just push it under the carpet and and ignore it. You know, it's okay to examine it and to 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 ask these important questions. So yes, human design found me is what I will say, um, and and the reason this all makes sense to me now is that I have, of course, understood who I am through the power of human design. And to think that sort of 24 years ago, I was not comfortable to own who I was. I didn't know who I was. And of course, subsequently, I couldn't then form strong connections. Or I couldn't form real connections. I, I was doing things that everybody told me to do versus what I wanted to do. So just kind of understanding myself at a deeper core um, and understanding. And so for those who are listening and that don't know, you know, human design is a tool that enables you to kind of understand your strengths, your challenges, um, your natural gifts, um, and, you know, also where you may have been open or susceptible to conditioning. And this was a game changer for me because understanding that a lot of the struggles that I had were not be due to other people, so not my parents, but due to the influences that I um, experienced in certain aspects of my life. So, uh, for example, I'm someone with a open head center, which basically means I am open to the thoughts and opinions of others you know that would is something that would heavily influence me so it's no wonder then that I would I would have been doing things and still do things but now I have the awareness that I can take the moment is that my thought or is that someone else's that I'm taking on you know I take the time to discern now I don't just do things on a whim so this was, again, a game changer for me. So just having that insight, that understanding of myself has, it, it's altered my life. Um, and so really for me, if if I can have that, because that's obviously then increased my self-confidence, it's enabled me to set healthy boundaries. It's enabled me to, to be unapologetically who I am, um, you know, and... Yeah, that's, that is literally a game changer for me because I don't now question a lot of the things that I used to question um, because I'm confident that this is this is what I want to do. So it doesn't really matter. Everyone's allowed to have an opinion um, or they can think whatever they want to think about what I'm doing, but ultimately if it feels good for me. So I, I fully understand I'm personally here to live a life of joy and fulfillment, right? And Definitely. if something doesn't bring me joy and fulfillment I don't have to continue to pursue it just because yeah I could I, I think could. This, this is a very important point um a, a couple of things have sparked some questions uh for me but this this last point that you made that just because you've chosen something because it seemed right at the time and it doesn't work out the way that you thought it might it's very okay to reel that back and choose something else, right? So often, I think this is this is part of what gets people into those situations where they're not living a joyful life 
is because they feel like because they've chosen this, whether it's by other people saying, well, you spent so much time learning this or, or you know, you've put so much time in it, how can you just walk away? That now we feel we feel like we have to stick it out, right? Even if we feel like we're beating our heads against the wall. And what you're saying, and I fully agree with this, is no, you don't, right? You've come this far, so what however much time you've given to it, right? You don't have to give any more time just because you've given this. You can release that loss aversion and take the next step into that new thing that you found that feels much more uh, relatable to you, much more like you. It, it, and I just want to, that's kind of what you're saying, is that? Absolutely what I'm saying. And, and that's, you know, thank you for, you know, kind of reiterating that and highlighting that because again, finding out my human design type, um, you know, all my life, I was someone that did different things. You know, I experimented with different things, which to some would be perceived as, well, you're just a failure. You know, you, you're always doing different things and nothing ever works out. And, you know, why are you always chopping and changing? And, and then to find out that actually part of my life's purpose is actually to, to experiment and to have trial and error, because that's what makes me a wise person. I learn through my trial and error process. And through that learning, I then, you know, share my learning with the collective. So it was, it wasn't validation, but it was almost a permission slip to be who I've always been. I love to call that failing well. Absolutely. Right? When when you choose something and you go down a path and that path brings you to a, maybe a wall or, or a stopping point and it didn't take you to where you expected to go. And then, but you learn from that, which makes it better the next time, Absolutely. right? Because you take the learning and when we fail well, that means we do better the next time. We take that experience and then we improve on it right and i i think we have this um connotation of failure and then it, it when people begin to feel that they've failed or they haven't fulfilled what they set out to fulfill no matter if they've discovered it wasn't for them or not uh Again, talking about the societal expectation and familiar pressures that are that are put on us, we feel like we failed and we should stay in that thing that we don't like and doesn't bring us fulfillment. And to me, that's a, that's failing not well, right? Yeah. So what, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's like human design. I feel like even, you know, as I said, you know, I've been in jobs that I've totally been unhappy in, but I've stayed in them because in my mind, a job is better than no job. Or, you know, you just, your, your happiness doesn't matter, actually. It's not about that. It's about the fact that you're earning a salary at the end of the month, you know? So they seem like small things, but they're so ingrained in us that 
we we just habitually do it. Um, and actually, I feel, you know, for me to even currently be in the process of moving from corporate into entrepreneurship, because, you know, I like to also reinforce that I'm also on this journey. It's not a case of I've understood these things about myself and now, you know, I'm at this point and I'm no longer evolving. No, it's an everyday evolvement for me. I'm a continual work in progress. I'm very open about that. Um, I don't consider myself ahead of anyone. I just, I have some knowledge and I want to share that knowledge because if that knowledge will free someone else. So yes, I want to leave my full-time job. I want to pursue what brings me joy and fulfillment on a full-time basis. But the reality is I also am a mother and I am a single mother um, and I raise my children. So it's not a case of just wake up one day and leave my job. I've got to think that through, right? Mm-hmm. But I, but the burning desire and knowing that me staying in a situation that isn't really fully serving me in terms of my joy and my fulfillment, um, it's definitely something I'm working on. Like I'm not going to prolong it longer than it needs to be. Um, I'm very aware that my my joy and happiness is is way more important than any paycheck that's going to come in. I, I know already that if I'm doing what I'm here to do, the, the, the success will come anyway. It's Yeah, and it's wonderful it's, to see that, that you, you get, and I think this is an important message as well for women out there who are in similar situations, to be able to look at that current job that you're going to that may not be bringing you all of the joy, but it's serving a purpose to allow you to build and get to that point where you can comfortably leave it, right? So we can be grateful that we have that to to put us forward, kind of like springboarding us to the next thing, right? To kind of reframe that, that idea of, oh, I hate this job and I can't wait to leave it to something like, I'm very grateful for this job. It's taught me what I would prefer to be doing, and it's getting me the resources I need to get there. Absolutely. Right? Thank you. Thank you so much. Bianca. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've already been on an incredible journey, and you've got already got your eyes in the future and where you're going to be heading, you know where you're heading to. So how did you personally process and adjust to all these challenges and this transformation and what strategies or practices have you helped you to find strength and acceptance along the way? Great question. So I practice a lot of mindfulness. Okay. So the art of mindfulness has definitely got me through. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also, again, if we go back to my societal conditioning, I was always raised that, you know, you don't, it's weak to talk about these things, um, you know, or to, to find an outlet. Um, so therapy has been another way that I've navigated, you know, being open about my struggles has been a major part of my healing process. Um, because keeping it in was definitely not good for my health. You know, I hit that rock bottom and that was because I wasn't, I wasn't sharing because of the shame and all the other things that went with that, you know, the stories I was telling myself. So just having the mindful practices, the journaling, you know, the, sometimes I would just record into my phone. If I didn't have the capacity to write, I would record a voice note to myself. And it wasn't necessarily that I would 
listen back to it, it was just a way of getting this, these emotions out of my body. Um, so yeah, that's, those are some of the ways that I have uh, kind of navigated these challenges. Um, and of course, as my confidence has built and become stronger, I am, it, it, I'm more confident to just say, look, this, this isn't for me and to let go of what doesn't serve me. You know, I don't hang on as much to the things that, that don't serve me, uh, anymore because why, if it doesn't make me feel good, it needs to go. That's a wonderful practice. A lot of people can resonate with that feeling. It's knowing what to, to do next, isn't it? Um, I think when I'm inviting anybody who's got any questions for you to on to any of our channels or listening or on Facebook right now to leave a comment or any questions for you, particularly I'm sure there's people with questions about what is human design and what does that entail. So I'm ask anyone to leave any questions for you. Uh, my next question is, um, do you have any advice for women who are walking sort of a similar path and need to navigate their personal or professional lives during such challenging times? What kind of advice would you, can you offer them? You know, um, I feel like I typically always felt like my peace and happiness was outside of myself. You know, I was raised to believe that, that everything that is going to make my life better is outside of me and the biggest the biggest learning for me is has actually been trusting myself trusting what i feel trusting my intuition trusting that i know what's best for me over anyone else um and again i'm not saying that that's easy and that has required practice because i think we are all we're all conditioned to, to, to make decisions from our heads and our heads are the, the place that's the most conditioned. Okay. So when we start to trust what we feel, even though it may not make logical sense to anyone else, but it makes sense to you. And when you stick to what you know is right, because you know, it, we all have the answer. It's whether we trust it or not. So I, my, 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 basis of everything is begin to trust yourself that's wonderful that's really wonderful advice yeah so how has your journey impacted your perspective on life and the importance of self-care um it's it's impacted my life in many ways so uh, i mentioned earlier i'm a parent um a single parent um my children lost their father um sadly three years ago so you know, even though we were divorced, we we we, we co-parented and we were very amicable. So, even the understanding of human design has helped me, even as a parent, it's helped me understand my children, understand that they are individuals, understand that I don't, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to be boxed in in any particular way, and that's that's brought ease and flow for me, because. I'm then not projecting onto them how I think they should be. Um, I'm not repeating the same patterns that, you know, I once experienced. And this doesn't mean by any means that I'm a perfect parent because I'm definitely not. I've let go of that whole belief system of I've got to be perfect. What What is a pa perfect parent, right? I'm open. You don't exist. Exactly, right? <laughs> I, I'm open about my parenting journey now. And, and honestly, not what I body now is not for everyone either you know it, it I always say to people take what resonates 
leave what doesn't, you know, because there's not, everything isn't going to be for everyone. So that's definitely um, impacted, you know, how I, how I show up, but also um, career-wise, um, you know, just making certain decisions for myself. Like I'm, I'm not afraid now to say no. Um, whereas in the past, that was definitely something I struggled with. I, I, I would just, I was a major people pleaser, you know, um, so just knowing that I have the autonomy to take control of where I put my energy and where I don't, it's been a game changer for me. I don't know if that answered the question actually, but I think, I think, I think there might be a little more to the question, but I, I want to, um, ask you here yeah. because what I hear you saying about the saying no and in, in this understanding of your own needs is basically setting boundaries. Yeah. Figuring out how to set healthy boundaries in all aspects of your life, which is a huge topic that, that um, we actually have an article and will be a blog on this week. So it's perfect that you've brought that up. Thank you very much. Um, and is, is that what we're hearing that you're talking yeah. about basically yeah. setting healthy boundaries as a serial people pleaser, you know, that is someone that had no boundaries. I, I, I was just free fall, you know, and, and then I would find myself in scenarios where I was questioning, why am I here? Why, why have I agreed to do this thing? You know, um, and that, that, that's no reflection on the thing that I may be doing or the person that's asked me to do it. It's it's just learning that it's okay sometimes to say no. How did you come about that? Because again, this is a very, very important topic. People and women in particular and women in our age groups over 40, we have been conditioned to be, again, nurturers, caregivers, Self-sacrificing, right? Yeah. So, how did you how did you come round to the realization that saying no is okay and sometimes best? It's always best, actually. It's always best, and um, part of that was understanding um, my human design. Part of that came from that, but also going back to the joy and the fulfillment. So it wasn't making sense to me that I was going to continue to sacrifice my joy and fulfillment over everybody else's. This just wasn't resonating with me because I'm accepting to do things and then I'm unhappy about it. I needed to find a way to... So one of the things I've learned... So in human design, there are five aura types, okay? And I am what we call a generator. Generators are here to respond to the things that come into their life. You know, most of us are raised in a way that we're told to go out there and do it, chase things, to to, to do that. And 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 I'm not, I'm not here to chase. I'm here to respond to the things that come to me in my life. So, for example, let's say you asked me to come and join this podcast. I would now, uh, knowing that I'm someone with emotional authority, by that I mean I have emotional weights, okay? I have highs, I have lows, I have neutral states. So I generally will never now um, just say yes to something. I will always say that, 
you know, I need time. Can I get back to you? And this will give me the time to tap in to my intuition and how that feels for me. And if it doesn't feel good, I, I will say no. I, I've learned to stand by what I feel in my body versus doing something from a place of pressure or obligation. Give yourself that time. It's really yeah. important sometimes that gap between we asked the question and then we, again, a part of our people pleasing, I'm very much aware I do that a lot, is um, we we feel like we have to make the response straight away. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also a part of boundaries, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Like that's a, a wonderful boundary to be able to set, to say, okay, I'm taking in the information. I'm going to take a beat, sit with it, process it, and then I'll get back to you. Exactly. And, and, and just to be clear for anyone that's listening that, you know, that's not the case for everyone. Everybody has a different way of processing. So some people, their truth is in the now. Um, so again, this is what, you know, we look at the individual, we look at their unique way of processing or decision-making. And if it's still truth is in the now, again, I will work with them to identify those sensations that they feel in their body when they know that something's for them versus when it isn't. Um, and this is, this is how they can make their decisions. So when you understand how you work as a person, you can find ways to navigate that are aligned with you to bring you to the best possible outcome, you know, so. Wonderful. B, do you have any more? This is it. I think that has answered really that last part of my question about the importance of self-care because I really feel that boundaries and taking and that those kind of things are the essence and that the most important parts of self-care. I think when we self-care, I think people talk about taking more bubble baths and all these kind of things, but taking care of our insides, ourselves in those moments is probably the most precious thing and the most valuable things we can do for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. So what I would like to request of you, Marcia, is to add in when we're finished, to add in something, because I'm sure we have peaked lots of people's um, imaginations and curiosity about what is human design. So if you could put some information in there, um, in the comments, plus all of your contact information, we love to share those resources. And you are a wonderful resource and you see people in the Emirates, but you also see people online, correct? Yeah. So anyone who's listening, any women who are listening and uh, are resonating, feeling good, or could see yourself uh, being helped by Marcia, please check in the comments below soon after this is finished and see where you can contact her directly. And I would like to just take a moment to say thank you very much for joining us on this milestone episode for us that again the 24th episode and winding up our second season of 12 podcasts we are so excited and feel so blessed and grateful Bianca do you have any more questions no I don't okay Marcia do you have anything else that you'd like to leave us with I just 
Yeah, I want to say also thank you. Um, I think it's amazing that you have a platform to allow women to to to, to share their voices. You know, um, I I was always someone that was raised to believe that children should be seen and not heard, and that definitely went on into my adulthood. You know, kind of feeling like I didn't have a voice, and we do have a voice, and we need to use it. We need to use it to empower ourselves, but to empower each other. And I think, yeah, I just want to reiterate that, you know, I think you're doing an amazing job and thank you for having me. Thank you. We appreciate that. And now I'm going to ask you to bullet point the top three things that you want people to take away from this chat. I think that you can be anything you want to be in this world, um, in this lifetime. You Everything that you feel on the inside is valid and you do not need to seek the answers outside of yourself. Okay, those are the three things that I'm going to say. Wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. So now we just want to take a moment to appreciate you, Marcia, for sharing your inspiring journey with us. Your strength and resilience are truly remarkable. And we invite our viewers to share their own stories, suggest future topics or guests, and actively engage with the surviving womanhood community. And please remember to mark your calendars and join us for our next Women's Wisdom Wednesday episode, which will be on January 31st, we're going to take a four-week hiatus before we begin our next 12 episodes. But please, please stay with us. We are going to be adding lots of valuable content to our website, to our social media pages that are going to... Uh, I'm going to let Bianca say a little bit about our unmasking series. We've already done four in our first hiatus, and we have four more coming up for you. And Bianca, can you just give us just a tiny little teaser about that? We're continuing the theme of unmasking womanhood. So the theme that if they haven't already read it, um, the theme is all about un undressing or unmasking those pieces about womanhood, the things that we see in our everyday lives, and questioning and challenging perhaps the things that we see every day. So previously we've looked at different societies, for instance, where um, they were rather than patriarchal societies, they are matriarchal societies and things like that. We're gonna follow that theme through and challenge the things we see and perhaps see if there are ways that we can influence each other and inform each other so that we can bring those into our day-to-day -day lives and make small changes or uh, influences so that we can uh, share together what it is to be a woman uh, so others understand a little bit more of womanhood, particularly over 40, I think. This is a really important period of time. When we reach our 40s, it's probably the most fruitful time. Me walk, walk I'm in 44 this, I'm going to be 45 this year. And I already feel it. The depth is just a different energy, isn't it? And um, so a part of this is embracing those parts of our lives. And so this is the next piece of the series. We'll be following on those themes. And also, I just want to add 
that we are going to be adding in there magic and mystery. The magic and mystery of the divine feminine, which we all are part of, right? Yes. Wonderful. So we'll be back again on January 31st, where we'll have the privilege of hosting another remarkable guest to share her inspiring story. Marcia's journey has been a testament to the strength of the human spirit and the power of her wonderful character. And before we wrap up, once again, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts being here with us again on this very special episode and sharing your beautiful story with us. And again, remember, you're going to be able to find Marcy's contact information and all of the places that you can find her in the comments below and on our Audible podcast. So you have served as an inspiration to us all. And if you, our audience, have been touched by Marcia's story, you want us to, we want you to share with us your own experiences, leave comments because we value your voice and we want to create a community where we can learn and grow together. And keep in mind, you can catch up on all of our 24 episodes at www.survivingwomanhood.com and click on podcast. Marcia, again, thank you so much. We are so privileged and grateful. Thank you. And together, let's face every challenge, rise above adversity, and support one another on our journey of surviving womanhood. See you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. And all of you, we will see you in four weeks.